0: Welcome to the True To You podcast, your go-to show for practical wisdom to build a meaningful, creative small business. You'll find content on marketing, mindset, and tons of experts who want to help you grow a thriving small business that you love. My guests are exceptionally creative women building businesses from their zone of genius, all while balancing many other roles in their life. I'm your host, Ruby Marsh. Let's do this. Hello, it's good to be back. I have a fresh cup of chai next to me, so we are all good to go. I'm going to be dropping a few solo episodes over the next few weeks in between a couple of interviews that I have scheduled as well. I feel like what this audience probably wants to hear right now is... Not so much teaching, but maybe some thoughts on some of the things that I'm noticing coming up for the small business owners that we coach and create a Club, but also what I'm noticing in the macro environment, not necessarily trends, but just the conversations that are coming up, even conversations between me and other business owners that I connect with and network with some common things that I'm hearing. And so that's why this first solo episode in a little while, I titled why Instagram feels like a school playground and what to do about it. Because the conversation around social media, and I'm focusing on Instagram because Instagram is the platform of choice that I use. I do use other platforms for marketing, but I'm not as present on those as I am on podcasting, email, and then Instagram. That's our main channels. So these things could probably apply to all social media, but I'm talking about Instagram today because this seems to be the one that everyone is hooked on. It's the one that they seem to have the most questions around in terms of content marketing and I guess if we zoom out right now and we look at the macro environment, the introduction of this meta meta universe concept that came through last year, the last couple of years, how much time we're spending on social media, how much more time I'm spending on Instagram than I was probably two or three years ago. I'm not embarrassed about that. I'm not ashamed about that. But I have noticed that my use of the app has increased a lot. And, you know, I'm not going to get into the psychology of what they're doing that's potentially causing that, because I think we can get down a very dark route if we're not careful. And I'll leave that to the psychologists. I'll leave that to the experts. I'm here today to give you some ideas and some possibilities. I'm an internal optimist, <laughs> optimist. I'm a very optimistic person. And for the most part, I like to think about these platforms from this place of possibility because what I'm noticing in the macro conversation is that there's there's some frustration out there. People are frustrated at the cons consistent changes that are coming through particularly when we're talking about Instagram the fact that Instagram has a tendency to look at what other apps are doing and you know they have a lot of money behind them to continually change their app and work on R&D and things like that so so they're looking at everyone else they're looking at what's trending and then a lot of the things that we're seeing are a reflection of other apps out there and so I know that a lot of people have built followings on Instagram for the past five even 10 years how long I think I've probably been on the app it's probably been almost that much and I think back to people that were starting to build their followings back then and how different the platform was. And so there's one conversation which is I want it to go back to what it was. The other conversation is tied to that in that what it was did create more business for me. Um, I guess the algorithms are playing into that as well and certain types of content are getting pushed over other types of content. You have got that uh, pay to play scenario where uh, I guess Facebook definitely paves the way with this where you found that all of a sudden anyone who had the money to put behind advertising and the more money you could put behind advertising the easier it was to get leads but what that then consequently meant was that if people were pumping dollars into advertising we were seeing more ads in our feed And so, weirdly enough, I'm someone that has an old account, probably because I was on Instagram 10 years ago. I don't see ads or sponsored posts in my personal feed. We do with our newer account, which is Creator Club. But for my personal account, I don't see that. So I can imagine that if you are constantly seeing that, that would be really annoying after a while. So there's this pay to play Concept and what that means is that if you want to be in front of people, you have to pay the most money. There's also the idea that over time, reach is going to zero. We have seen that trend in that direction. So, a lot of this stuff, I think people are getting frustrated at and annoyed with and rage quitting and hating on the platforms but we were also told that some of these things were going to come into effect and it's really just been this gradual decline (laughs) and some people are saying that that's a a degradation of the platform, that it's gotten worse and they don't like it and all of that. And so recently I actually did some polls because I was noticing this conversation was constantly coming up. And I thought, you know, I help people with marketing. I want to know what the pulse is. What's What, what are people feeling right now? Are they loving the platform? Are they hating it? Or are they like me and an optimist and see some possibility in the future that it's going it's you're going to still be able to use this platform, but you're just going to have to think a little more creatively. And interestingly, more people said that they were. Okay with the changes, that they weren't frustrated and they were looking at it from this place of possibility. So I was like, cool, okay, I've got some friends here. That's great. And so to me, that also says that people are open to new ideas in terms of how they approach their content. I guess what I also see is that a lot of people are frustrated because the platforms become very tactic focused. They become very short term thinking. And so if you're not someone that is constantly keeping up with the changes, you can start to feel behind very quickly. So today I wanted to offer a few ideas. This is not teaching you how to do social media. I want to share some ideas that are going to move you into that space of possibility and actually have you look at the platform with a bird's eye view and go, huh, okay, there are some opportunities here. Huh, okay, that's interesting. These people are actually growing their accounts and they're not following the constant change in trends. And, you know, when you are constantly following trends like that, I think. It's very easy to feel like you're constantly whipsawed, whiplashed by the changes, and it's really hard on your nervous system. So a couple of ideas I'm about to share are actually going to be more supportive in that perspective In that you want to come at using these platforms from a place of abundance, not from a place of this is depleting me, I hate this, I'm reactive and all of that. Because I'm seeing a lot of that and that's not not great and that's going to take a toll on your nervous system and your health. But we're not going to get deep into that today, like I said. So I want to talk about some of the powerful ways that you can actually distance yourself from these more negative narratives and follow your own lane. Start to create content that you love and content that you're really proud of and that actually speaks to your business and to your clients because it's always going to come back to consistency, right? We know that the people that consistently show up for us create more trust with us long term. I am not saying that you need to be posting X times per week. You can take breaks and all of that. But the consistency is is still always a foolproof strategy, in my opinion. So I'm going to share where I think social media is heading, but particularly Instagram. And this is my observation. This is not a tactic per se, and I'm not focused on sharing these things based on what I know I don't have insider information and it's not about rollouts of changes that are coming and what you should be doing okay so definitely if that is something that you're interested in then find people that are speaking on that but if you're someone that wants to protect your nervous system and create a strategy that works for you then that. That is more my lane that, that I want to help you with. So when we look at social media, the way we think about it from a marketing perspective is that we are pre-selling. So everything that you do on social media is leading your client, your dream client to that next step. And that next step might be jumping on a call. It might be getting on your email list. It might be downloading something from you, purchasing something, or hopefully if you're a service provider, buying your service, taking that next step in order to work with you. So... Yes, you will be doing some selling and I'm specifically talking to service based businesses here. So product based businesses are a little bit different because they will direct sell from Instagram and you may have lower end offers like ebooks or workshops or classes, things like that, that you sell directly from Instagram. That may be a possibility for you. But for most of us that are dealing in higher ticket services, and I use that term lightly because that is not something that you specifically need to be doing in order to make money. But if you're selling something that's in the thousands range, and we also work with architects and accountants whose fees are going to be low four figures, but multiple five figure fees right and so the purpose for them of social media is not to try and get someone to sign up off social media to design a house it for them it will be to take that next step in order to start that conversation of what that will look like so we call that pre-selling and that's can be interchanged with marketing But when you're pre-selling, what you're doing is you are painting a really clear vision for your clients through your content, whether that be telling stories of life before and after, sharing your own story, sharing the story of how you created your service, or simply by you living your life or your clients living their life and showing They're them as examples, but simply you living your life. You're an example of the vision. You are living, breathing the vision that you want to create on a larger scale, but also for that individual client that comes into your world. So that's what we're doing. And so when we we think about it like that, I don't know if as I was sharing that, that suddenly had you... Exhale a little and go, okay, cool, pressure's off. I'm not here to try and, you know, sell people, hard sell people through my content. I'm here to actually paint a picture for them. You can think about this almost quite visually if you want, as as if we were curating our own Pinterest board that is a vision for a future house that we want to build or like me i have a lot of pinterest boards that are about personal style and clothing and fashion and things so that to me is painting a vision of who i want to show up as and like what colors and textures and things like that are really important to me and so you can translate that directly to instagram because it's also a visual medium as well so That's the first thing, is to understand that it's pre-selling for the most part. There are exceptions to that where you have a product-based business and you're trying to sell directly from Instagram, but most times people will want to go and do a little bit more research. They'll jump on your website. So I think even with product-based businesses, there's always more steps that happen, but like I say... I'm willing to be wrong with <laughs> that as well. Okay, so the first thing I wanted to share is around video, because I think this is very much front and center for a lot of people. you probably noticing that your feed is changing. They're always playing around and beta testing things, I notice with different people. So what my feed might come up like one day is different to John's and, and, vice versa. So I today went into Instagram and I was like, oh, hang on, like there's a lot of video and the video is becoming full size, which is what they were talking about over the last few weeks and people were getting really uptight about and all of that. <laughs> and I'm sorry if, if you have have been frustrated with this, I'm not looking at that lightly. I'm not taking away from your frustration. Um, but I know that, that that was one of the things is that, oh, hang on, we're gonna have to do more video, I am not confident on video, I don't like doing reels, all of this negativity, right? But the way I look at video is probably twofold. One is that you get to demonstrate if you are a service provider, particularly for the coaches, anyone that is teaching people a skill or even if you are teaching workshops or you are with clients you can always use video to demonstrate in some capacity but the beautiful thing about video is that we get to create human to human content so the more human you make the video content Like put reels aside, put pointing reels, dancing reels, all of those kind of things aside for a second and go, okay, if I was just to use video to show up and speak to the camera as if I'm speaking to one person and connecting with them really genuinely, that's going to totally change how your content feels and that's one way to look at video. And also, I think the beautiful thing about video is that we can document through video our journey, our process, rather than zero to 100 percent. Here, zero, I've started, and then, oh, look, hang on, here I am, 100 percent, it's finished. (laughs) But you can actually say, hey, I've, I've worked really hard on this, and we've been working behind the scenes, and here's some of the behind the scenes stuff. I love that, particularly with the artists. Uh, the illustrators, anyone also in a service business even for us when we are creating new things we like to try and show snippets of behind the scenes. That's something that we can definitely get a lot better at but I think that video is actually going to be a really cool medium for you for those reasons. The next thing I wanted to share is around your content strategy, if you will. This is not a strategy, but this is one way that you can actually look at how you uh, plan your content, okay? So we often talk in Creator Club about creating constraints because constraints can actually be a real positive. And I think what we're seeing through these changes is that And what I'm just noticing, even with my own habits, is that I'm searching out people where their message is very clear. Yes, their branding might be clear. That's important, but it's not essential. But I think that there's more constraints in place which actually create a lot more clarity on their messaging and their visuals the way they might show up on videos. And it could feel like, oh, that's really boring and that's very stagnant and I wanna change it up and go ahead and do that. But I think if you're someone that is resisting the constant changes, one way that you can look at it is what if I actually created some constraints here, gave myself less choice and my strategy was just really simple. I think of the guy, I, I think it's like Yucatan. You, oh, I can't remember. He's he's the hiker. I can't remember his handle. I'm sorry. And he has the friendly reminder videos. And I, I love this guy. I have a bit of a sweet spot. One of my friends often shares his videos and they are really sweet because they're this guy that's obviously been through some crap in his past and he's used hiking as a way to work through things and continue to work through things in his life. And so he's learned these lessons and maybe he's read some of these things in a book and so on, but he shares friendly reminders. They're always face to camera, walking along, the camera's kind of at the side of his face and he's talking to it mean he's you know, in these beautiful landscapes and things like that. And so that's a really, really simple way that someone has used constraints and given themselves less choice. And it's actually created something that people love to go to because they know that they can trust that this person's going to show up in the same way for them every single day. It's like the frequency of your content as well is very similar in that respect. The next one is value. And this is a really interesting one because if you were to ask me probably five years ago, when I started to get interested in this whole online business world, I hadn't really started my coaching business back then, but I was starting to get interested in a few different people. I did Marie Folio's B School years ago and, and still probably bring some elements of that into it. And anyway, five years ago, if you'd asked me, it would have been make sure you are delivering lots of value in your content. And I think this is a big switch that we're seeing. Value for value's sake is definitely losing its spark a little. I think this is, like I said, my opinion, it's not to say don't give value and it's not to say don't do how to's, but I think what we're going to see in terms of value that it's going to switch to more demonstration. And so for example, the most obvious way is giving value as a personal trainer by demonstrating movements, by demonstrating your coaching by showing things in action is going to be how you actually give value versus carousels or um, how to content. And even with your face to camera video, I'm very mindful that too much of that is not, it's not what people are wanting to hear right now because We've come through this information age over the last five to 10 years with the Acceleration of technology and the internet that people are like I've heard that before I or know all of that So this is where the flip becomes people are going to be attracted to you To the vision to the world that you're creating and you as the character as much as They are what you're able to decipher now in saying that I think the value-driven content needs to be really clear and simple. We're overwhelmed There's way too, there's so much information out there. The person that can take the information and clarify it down to small chunks that is also done in a creative way, mind you, are going to be the people that are going to win. So that's my two cents on that. The next one is content that has clear assertions and This doesn't mean you need to be polarizing, so you don't need to be left or right, you don't need to be pro or anti or whatever word you want to put there that right now (laughs) represents a polarizing opinion. I'm not saying, you don't even have to go into that. What I mean is that you're very clear, again, on who you're for, who you're not for. You're very clear on the way you deliver your service and what you don't do. You're very clear on uh, your messaging and you can assert that. So you can stand in your own power and you can say, this is what I believe and I'm looking for people who believe this. And if you want this, then this is what you need to do. So I think that that's the next thing is that, that content is clear assertions Power, personal power, the strength of your personal power comes through in how clearly you speak, how clearly you're able to articulate things. And so we want to focus on clear assertions, not just jumping on hot button issues for the sake of it. That's easy to do and that will get engagement and that will get eyeballs on it because everybody's in a flurry about the next issue coming down the line from the news or the government or whatever you know it's like we're almost going what is it next right I'm sure some of you think that and so you don't need to jump on that okay and the final one is look outside your industry for inspiration if you're feeling the intensity of your industry and constantly feeling like you're judging what everyone else is doing comparing yourself to everyone else you could always unfollow a bunch of people in your industry that'd be a quick way to solve the problem but the other way is to draw inspiration from outside your industry this is something that i loved when i was an architect we often looked yes to other architects past and present what they were doing for sure we drew inspiration from within our industry but we also looked at other things we looked at our environment we looked at other artists and other creatives and drew from them in terms of the approach to design that we a design that we had and so i think if you're getting flooded with the intensity of content and particularly your own industry is maybe start to look at what people are doing outside your industry. Look at if you're the coach, look at what the artists are doing. If you're the artist, look at what, um, you know, someone else is doing in, in a similar artistic field, but slightly different to you and see if that helps. I think a lot of what we are frustrated with is also just looking at our own habits and looking at what we're doing a lot of and saying, hey, could could I actually look at this from a different angle? Could I step outside the box and could I approach this in a different way through new eyes, through a new lens? So there you have it. That's six different things that you could focus on in your content and particularly your instagram content to have it feel less like a school playground where there's lots of clicky little groups there's chatty people there's quiet people there's the bossy people there's the bullies you you name it school playground has everything and and sometimes it's starting to feel a little bit like Instagram is that place. So I wanted to offer a few different ideas on how you can look at your strategy from a different angle and enjoy creating content. Because if you are the marketer in your business, it's important to create content if you need to. And unless you're purely referral based, but if you are someone that needs to create content because you know that paints the vision and it creates a story and it attracts people into your world then let's find ways that you can actually enjoy the process if you have any questions or thoughts for me on what i've shared feel free to hit me up in the dms on instagram i'm at ruby k marsh if you want to know more about our business coaching program creator club we are currently closed for applications but I invite you to jump on the website www.creatorclub.link sign up for the couple of one or two or all of the the um, free offers that we've got on the website we've got a great 100k propulsion guide there's a great free training on their video training series there's things for you to get into now and then If you're on the list, we'll tell you when spots are opening up again. So have an amazing week, having a beautiful weekend, get some rest and let's crack on with our Instagram strategies, loving it, enjoying it and getting the most out of it.